Hello and welcome to Going 19, the Stephen King podcast. This is episode 60, and today we are talking about Hearts in Atlantis, the first story, Low Men in Yellow Coats. We are reading up to and including part six. My name is Allie, with me are Amber and Ed. Let's start the show. Hello. <clears throat> so, um, a bit of a departure from Roland and the gang for this book. Kind of back into classic Stephen King territory. Yeah. Well, and it I was, is. Good. It took so long to mention anything related to Dark Tower that I was like, how, how was this relevant? <laughs> right. It's going to be, and you won't know for a couple books how. Um, oh, it's incredibly relevant. <laughs> Amber, there's a, uh, we're just going to have to tread carefully. That's all I'm going to say. Um, <laughs> All I there said are people. Relevant. <laughs> no, 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 I know. I didn't say you said anything. I'm just saying uh-huh. we have to tread carefully. Um, there's people in this book that are important, and I just don't know how much we're gonna know by the end of it. So I have to reserve, be careful what I say. Um, yeah. But yes, it's like classic Stephen King again, although a condensed version. Um, you know. You got a parent, most of his, well, most of his protagonists are 12 years old, so we got that. <laughs> you got a missing parent, so there's usually one of them, and I think his protagonists usually have some kind of fractured family system going on. Um, the bullies just showed up, but we're not supposed to talk about them yet. Well, they've kind of been in and out of the story. Like, they've definitely been mentioned in the fact that, like, the private school kids are big jerks and Carol's the only yeah. one that seems to get along with a couple of them or maybe just one of them. But... I think Carol has the hots for one of them, doesn't she? I don't... No, she has the hots for Bobby. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's too clueless to figure it out. Hey! He's also uh, 11, so... Right. <laughs> be figuring it out just yet, actually. <laughs> Uh, at least I hope not. And um, so, first page: Bobby fell violently in love with a 26-inch swing in the window of the Harlem. Oh, I know. Uh gee, that's never happened in any story before. <laughs> Definitely, uh, I was a little surprised he didn't, you know, see it and yell "Hi, ho, Silva!" Right. Should have had like Bill standing next to him, looking at it too. <laughs> <laughs> well, except this isn't in Maine. This is Connecticut. <laughs> oh, that's true. It's also yeah. weird. Harwich, I think they're in. I don't know. Sometimes he like throws random towns. Christine's in Pittsburgh. I don't know what the hell, like, where he pulled that from. He must have, I guess, took a trip out there and had an agent out there or something. <laughs> uh, but it's like the only book, I think, and I'm sure this isn't true, that's not in Maine off the top of my head. Um, oh, it's got Duma Key since he moved to Florida. Well, it's The Shining, but that's yeah, see, he took a trip to Colorado. <laughs> I think I know everywhere he's been Maine, Pittsburgh, and Colorado. <laughs> um, did you see the thing I sent you guys on the chat? Um, no, look at it right now. 
Yes, the picture. Uh, it's the book I'm reading right now. It's called Fairy Tale. So, as a side note, I just want to mention that the book's pretty cool, and he's doing his foreshadowing thing like every five pages. And I'm confused. I'm not confused. I'm conflicted on how I feel about it uh, because you know the books we read, I've already read, so I know what happens. I know what the for. I know where the foreshadowing is going. Uh, in this one, I don't know what's going to happen, so it's actually kind of weird. It's been a, it's been a <laughs> long time since he's foreshadowed something that I haven't already read. <laughs> uh, so he's still up to his old tricks, but in the whatever page that is, I circled it. It's almost a blue circle. It says some of the Jack and the Beanstalk story, which he got from King Lear, apparently. And it says, uh, which was cribbed from King Lear, where a character named Edgar says, child rolling to the Dark Tower came. <laughs> so is that true? Is fucking the Dark Tower in Shakespeare? I mean, I don't believe anything that he says, because he loves to make up his own stuff and then mix it with real history. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good point. But I'll, yeah, well, he's still throwing Roland Easter eggs in there. If not, now, so I was happy to see that. He's actually got a lot of Easter eggs, and I spent the last week reading Fairy Tale. So let me just say it's called Fairy Tale, and there's a pot of gold that just showed up, and um, something that may be leprechaun like in a shed in the garage or behind the house. So it's so funny that like he's just an endless stream of writing that he can just he's like well i've covered everything else what should i do now <laughs> right hey, i've never done a fairy tale yeah, he's probably watching like fucking Grimm's fairy tale what is what's that show called just Grimm? Uh, like although he watches a lot of uh not horror like like uh action sci-fi oh okay like political action, like go figure. I guess that's not a surprise when I say that out loud. No. <laughs> like um, the last one he recommended I watched was uh, that Kiefer Sutherland one where he becomes president because everyone else died. Mm. Um, I can't think of the name of it. Um, anyway, but but he also recommended Dark, which I'm a big fan of. I like that show, even though it was in German. And I had to, Dark was the one Amber that I had to like put down the video games and and stop everything else and actually pay attention to it because I kept getting confused. Um, anyway, so we got the, tale, the story of Bobby and his mom so far is what it is. Um, <laughs> the way you said that, I don't think it was meant just like so much disdain. Like Bobby and his mom. <laughs> Well, I mean, she's not the most likable character. So. <laughs> it is very confusing. <laughs> because I know. is mom? Right, let's just start with like, is mom like a high-priced hoe, or what the hell's going on there? No, I don't think so. Well, I don't think we know enough yet to make the the I don't know to ask the question you're asking. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. Well, she got in the car with the guys, and they were, he had his hand on her back, and they were like smiling weirdly at her, and it seemed very sexual if it was not. Well, just because, I mean, that I don't doubt, but that doesn't mean it's really consensual. Like, it's a tricky thing. Or maybe it started consensually, and now it's not. <laughs> And that also doesn't mean that, you know, she's being 
paid for it necessarily right oh yeah no like that's i don't think, I don't I don't think, think she is being paid <laughs> yeah i don't think that's you know quote unquote her profession i don't think she's a sex worker i think she legitimately is working for this you know asshole of a guy who he's taking advantage of the situation and she maybe thinks that she is because she thinks she's getting ahead in the workplace or something but that that's i don't think that's where the story is heading at all <laughs> I think it's a situation that probably got away from her for sure. <laughs> yeah. Why is she doing it? Does she need like it? No, I don't think. Well, she she probably feels like if she doesn't, she'll lose her job, and then she can't take care of Bobby. <laughs> yeah. Well, more importantly, can't take care of herself. Well, yeah, true. Because I don't think she actually really cares about him. I think I'll... she doesn't have the capacity to care about anyone enough but if she did she would i know she loves bobby it's just she can't care about him <laughs> Too bad, uh, we're recording this for the world because i could give you some examples yeah, um, yeah. without reaching too far uh, <laughs> i think maybe it's like a comment on 1960 like that's just if you were a secretary that's just the way it went yeah i mean i I'm sure I mean, everyone did that, but you didn't like go to the cops and say, "I'm being taken advantage of." Like I, I don't even really know what's going well, on. Well, that was that was really part crazy. of what Me Too was. Was that like people everywhere are saying, "Like enough of this sexual harassment is not just going to be swept under the table forever anymore." <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm just, I don't think I'm going to get into that whole conversation, but I'm amazed that that that, that just happened now. It was still that bad. So imagine how bad it was in the 60s. Right, right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, if, yeah. Culture. Um, I, I don't. I don't know. That whole thing is weird to me. But it it sets up so much. I know why it's there. Well, it's uh, also. I almost hate it because it makes you. It, it does make me have like you know empathy, sympathy for her. <laughs> And yeah, like, I don't want to feel bad for her. She's not a good mom. Like, I'm sorry, she's not. <laughs> oh, very much not. <laughs> That's the thing. Like, Tommy, you've heard this before, but with her, everything she does is about money. Yeah. So, well, her, their father didn't exactly leave them well off. <laughs> I said that in earlier. I don't think anybody heard it. So she says, um, at least, but now, well. Yeah, but she has money if she wants it. She just chooses not to spend it on her son, except for, I guess you'd say, his needs. That's what Bobby said. He's like, if it was anyone else, I would call them a cheapskate. <laughs> yeah. And then, but she has her, I don't whatever, her secret stash and her dresses. So she's spending money on herself. Or, well, is that how she's getting paid from Biederman and them? Like, are they buying her shit? I don't think I don't think that's how she's getting paid, but I think that could be a consequence of like, hey, you work for us, dress sexy now. Like, this is what you're wearing. Oh, right, right. Wear this. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I feel like you kind of see that when she's packing. She's like, oh god, like I have these two dresses. Which one do I wear? I don't really want to wear either, but I have to wear one. Yeah. I don't think it's ever fully explained what the hell is actually going on, but maybe it is. I don't remember. I don't remember at the moment, so I'm okay with that. It's just weird. Yeah. And it, it, there's like 
What's in it for her? There's got to be a motivation for her to want to do it. Again, uh, money. <laughs> so they're just secure, right? Well, they're not paying her necessarily, though, right? No, I think they are. I think they're paying her and taking advantage of her, <laughs> and saying if you don't keep doing this, you're going to lose your job. Yeah. Of course, she's just doing it for extra money because that's how she rolls. I don't think so, but <laughs> I feel like she could, like, I don't know, actually prostitute for money then. <laughs> Find other ways. Yeah. Well, maybe she doesn't want to make it official. She's just kind of, you know, doing I, I don't know. I don't even know what the fuck she's doing. For all I know, she's just not doing anything, but that doesn't seem like anything. Could be somewhere in the middle. She might not be doing everything either. I don't I don't get the impression that it's really her at all. So that's that's my opinion. But <laughs> And I don't what do you mean? I think she's being coerced. <laughs> well, yes, I think given choice she would choose not to do have anything to do with it I guess she so how is that I, I mean <laughs> that's coercion I'm not disagreeing oh I don't I, just, I think right given a choice she would pick something else if she could wouldn't have anything to do with this so that's know, what consent is all about <laughs> be financially motivated then right what for her, it's got to be financially motivated. I mean, it is, but you're talking about like your livelihood. <laughs> it's yeah. not like, you know, extra cash she makes on the weekend. <laughs> and now, granted, I get that there are other jobs, but there are people in this situation all the time in real life. It's not that easy. Have you watched the girl in the picture? What? Netflix? No. It is so bad. Okay. What that girl went the, the special is hard to watch. Oh, is it a documentary? Yeah. Okay. Um, she was, you know, basically taken when she was like, you know, four or something and was this guy's sex slave for 20 years until he killed her. Oh, wow. That's the long and short of it. Uh, it's, it's pretty awful. Um, but. I think you watch a lot of ID too, so you might, that's something definitely to check out. Yeah. Just what she went through is just—it's crazy. So, and he's still on death row, and they think he's going to die of old age before they bother to kill him. <laughs> so they're just kind of waiting. I mean, <laughs> okay, whatever. I, I say kill. Anyway, uh, I forget why I said all that, but um, talking about assault. Oh yeah. Um. So I guess I don't want to dwell on mom too much with that, but there's definitely. Well, my only point in bringing it up is that it makes the situation more complicated because there, it's easy to just right off the bat, write her off, hate her. She's a bad mom, bad person, done. But it's like, ugh, there's more than that going on here. <laughs> I could still see her as a bad person. For, maybe there's some coercion, but I. But I, I would also, think most people would choose not to do that. They would just go. I mean, a secretary, oh, I would think. Okay, you. you're victim blaming, though, if you say that. <laughs> most people would choose not to do that. Like, just don't be raped. It's your fault. <laughs> don't get in the car. Okay. She knew what was going to happen. <laughs> what? Well, I don't think she really knew. I can't say that she went. 
knowing that he, that like something terrible would happen. It could also be like that it's been very um, you know, they've been making more and more advances and she's been just assuming that like it's innocent <laughs> in the way that yeah. you know boys will be boys. Yeah, God. For the weekend, and yeah, I don't know. I guess it could have just escalated out of her, you know, further than she thought it was going to. I guess that's true. But we can move on from her because she's not important in the story. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, I could still twist that where I don't like her because she's doing it for the money or something like that. So um, there's some sympathy there, but it's more just, I'm not sure. I don't necessarily feel bad for her, but I feel like, what the hell is she up to? Yeah. Um, I guess it's also like when you consider her against the other bad guys that we've seen in Stephen King's stories, it's like, I get it. But she's not that bad. <laughs> well, she's not evil. She's not, <laughs> she's not she's... freaking uh, Susan's aunt. <laughs> yeah, right? Cordelia? Wait, no. Wait. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah Cordelia. <laughs> I was like, wait, which story were you talking about now? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, it was Cuckoo. Yeah, and I think a lot, honestly, like there's a lot of this Bobby and his mom and his dad's not there. I think there's a lot of autobiographical stuff going on in this. Uh, I was wondering that too, honestly, because it's such, feels so real. Yeah, sometimes he hated his father. All that kept him from doing so was the sense that his mother wanted him to. Right. <laughs> Fathers gave things, which they did, it stood to reason. Father sometimes left things. Yeah, I want like what really happened to Dad? Yeah, what did they say? He had a heart attack. I wonder, maybe he just wanted to get away from her. In the story, yeah. Yeah, yeah thirty-five. <laughs> like that, he never met an inside straight. He didn't like. Like, I'm not sure I believe that's what happened. Like, she's making him out to be like a drunk gambling, like, wreck of a life, and I'm not sure I believe that. I'm not saying that it excuses her, but again, that is like just so real. Like I, it happens all the time. Like where? It does. I don't think she's making it up though. Like, like she's blaming it. Oh, I agree. Her rant to I not think ever. It seems like his dad is not a bad guy at all. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, I don't. I don't know, but I. Yeah, we don't. I don't know if he's good or bad, but I don't feel like he's necessarily bad. But I forgot how much we've learned yet. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like, like he said, like his mom once, from her perspective, perspective, we're supposed to hate him, but I don't know that I do because. But you also, she is a grieving widow with a four-year-old who, like, you know, was not planning on living this life, and she's just angry at him. Like, it's hard. I know you're not supposed to to share that with your kid, but like that's what I'm saying. That happens all the time, where the parents just will be one sided about it, even if they're dead. <laughs> I mean, I can understand some of that. Yeah, uh, and it's not at really the same time, though, Sorry, at the same time, it just like I wouldn't say that excuses her stinginess and her like not, you know, really. Oh, no, no, no. Caring for her kid. Oh, I'm not saying it excuses it at all. I just, I guess I'm saying, like, I I get her. <laughs> it makes her a little more relatable. I haven't gone through that, I guess, but I think is what you're saying. And, yeah. 
uh, it doesn't excuse it. Maybe it makes you understand why she is the way she is. Now, not everyone would be that way that went through that. But um, I guess, is it better that maybe she, maybe she wasn't always that way before. Maybe she wasn't that way before he died. Well, she didn't have to be. I guess he was the one making the money, so she didn't have to be that way before he died. But yeah, I don't know. Maybe she's always just a cheapskate. Yeah. With her stash under the bed and her stash in the closet, is that right? No, the stash in the jar under the cabinet, I think. She had two stashes, right? Yeah, one in the underwear catalog and one in, like, the cupboard in the back in a jar. Yeah, like when he says it was, like, what did he say for someone like his mom, like, it would never be enough. It didn't matter how much was in there or something like that. Yeah. It's an interesting point. But I also feel like that was a psyche, and like, I don't know, because again, we don't know enough yet, but like, it was a psyche that could have developed from losing your husband so young and like being worried about finances. And, yeah, and, so something happened to be the breadwinner when you had no plan on doing that. And then fortunately, you just uh, didn't let go. <laughs> yeah, she definitely harbors resentment, um, you know, warranted or not, I guess it doesn't really matter if there. No, because... She's still not there for Bobby, and he's a more the important one. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, she's all that bitterness she feels. She should not be just, you know, projecting or showing him. Uh, but she does, so she's not a nice person. Yeah, especially I mean, even damn. Go ahead, sorry. Well, like, would be better to the point that yeah, I'm sure like her boss did call her in on his birthday, but. You know, it's if it's your kid's birthday, tell him no. Yeah. Like I have to be with my kid. You have the ability to say I can't do it that day. You don't have to do it because I ask. I also wonder though if she really does have the ability like that. <laughs> well, there might be something to that too. She might, <laughs> you know, they might be like, "We'll get someone else if you don't do it." Right. Um, and I'm pretty sure, like, she didn't have unemployment back then. Maybe she did. I don't think so. I have no idea how much it could have been much to live on anyway. Um, so uh, I'm moving on. And even his damn <laughs> birthday present, which, like, I could see that happening to uh, a young Stephen King or a Stevie King, uh, getting a library card at 12 and being able to look at all the adult books. He was probably fascinated by that. <laughs> but for Bobby, it's, you know, she got him a, it could be a cool present, but it's really a present that she got that didn't cost any money. And she's acting like she did him a big favor. Like yeah. I'm reading it going, come on, man, you did that because it didn't fucking cost you a dime, you cheapskate. Bobby might not want to say it, but I'll say it. Well, it's, yeah, yeah, it sucks though because he does love it. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know, like she found a pretty cool present that didn't cost her any money. So I guess props to that, but. <laughs> like, I don't know. Maybe she should, like, read some of the books with him. Like, show some interest and not just, like, I don't know. I have some personal ideas on that, having been through stuff. I'm going to stay away from that. Um, I think if she just spent time with him, maybe at the library, it would have went a lot further. But, but he did look out because the weird guy moved upstairs. Like the, the, the old eccentric guy who likes to stare into space and mumble stuff. 
and who happens to love reading. <laughs> hey, doesn't, doesn't everybody in, uh, um, I don't know, Stephen King's world? <laughs> Eddie is the most well-read junkie I've ever known. <laughs> um, I like, I actually do like some of the um, stories they were reading. Bill did a damn damn, I don't know if we watched that. There's a John Carpenter version of that. Uh, that's a pretty good one. I've never seen the original. I don't really do black and white. I don't care how good they tell me they are. Yeah, I don't. I don't know who they is, but they're lying. <laughs> <laughs> Big they. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Well, I guess critics, old people, older than me, people. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I get, I get it's art, but it's not for me. <laughs> right. It was great then. Doesn't necessarily need need to mean that it has to be great now. Like fucking, you know, Gone with the Wind or Wizard of Oz. Yeah, great. I mean, Wizard of Oz, I guess I could still watch. Doesn't Wizard of Oz have color? It's white. Yeah. It does now. Both that and Gone with the Wind have color. Oh. Well, I think. Remember, Wizard of Oz's whole thing was uh, in Kansas, it was black and white, and then it was in color when they went to. Right, right, yeah. right. La La Land. I can't remember what it's called. Oz. <laughs> La La Munchkin Land. Yeah. <laughs> Narnia, whatever. Right. <laughs> Killed a witch on her way in. Oops, sorry about that. <laughs> and then that's what that's Maleficent, right? The witch. Uh, <laughs> she is a witch. Is she a witch? Actually, I don't remember. Is Maleficent that... is uh. That got killed by Darcy. Is that... I don't know what you both said. <laughs> Go ahead, Maleficent is technically a fairy from Sleeping Beauty. Yeah. Oh, from Stephen B. What am I saying? Isn't there an origin story? Oh, wait. Well, that Maleficent is an origin story from Sleeping Beauty. No, I mean from The Wizard of Oz about the witch that got Oh, that's and... wicked. That's wicked. Okay. That's the one right. I sent you to, right? Elphaba. Yeah. Okay. I'm getting my fairy tales confused here. That's not a fairy tale. <laughs> my Disney tales? I don't know what to call them. It's not Disney either. It's just so like. Sleeping Beauty's Disney, isn't it? Totally Disney. Okay, well, I meant I meant Wicked Wizard of Oz. Well, uh, Wizard of, okay, Wizard of Oz is not. That's your old Frankie. <laughs> um. Anyway, I don't remember what our point was, but um, <laughs> I was uh, enjoying. I, I was talking about the library card in the movies. I was enjoying the interaction, um, like with Bobby and Sully, especially like the way they're acting, like. I can just, it was the way we acted when we were kids. He's real good at that. Yeah, how Like, bastard that? is Sully's favorite word, so everything's a bastard right now. Like, I knew people that did that all the time. They had, like, a word of the week. They all had their favorite word. His was stupid, though. Like, rip shit? I'm like, what is that? Yeah, that was, he was reaching on that one. I, <laughs> bastard I can get with. I don't know about rip Cool shit. makes sense, too. I don't even know how to use rip shit. I don't, is that an insult? Yeah. Is it like dipshit? <laughs> Are you calling me names? I can't tell. Um, so I guess, the, so yeah, he, Ted moves in from uh, Parts Unknown, I think. Somewhere not nicer, or a lot less nice than here. <laughs> well, 
I believe we know where he lived. No, he uh, said that in the story. Right, right, right. I know. And I think we know where that is. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's... He's right. <laughs> keep going. Um, he also said that, like, he, he mentioned he had a lot of time to read where he was before. <laughs> and I'm kind of like, oh, okay. Yeah, I kind of wanted to talk about that, but we kind of... I know, I know, I, I know. I have to remember to talk about that when we get through this book. <laughs> Uh, well, actually, no, I can't say not. That's a, that's a book seven discussion. I'm not gonna remember that. Oh, yeah. well, when it comes back up. Uh, but like, um, I forget what book he's talking about, but it's one of these Bobby's there. Uh, it says Mr. Simak postulates the idea that there are a number of worlds like ours, not other planets, but other Earths, yeah. parallel in a kind of ring around the sun. A fascinating idea. Well, right. I, oh, then. <laughs> right. There are other Earths than these. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a pretty good analogy for what we're experiencing in this series, right? Well, especially like if you see that it says Ted Brodigan was now looking at him in a thoughtful. I guess that means nothing because that could just be Ted, but like we know what that means. <laughs> what, what was the end of the sentence? Wait, where is it? So right after, yeah, Bobby said he knew about parallel worlds yeah. from other books, and then Ted was now looking at him in a thoughtful, speculative way. Oh, I also just realized because, he, well, never mind. Do we know? I don't. I don't know if we know. I feel like it's hinted a lot at this point about Ted, but like, um, no. Okay. No. What? Just stop. Well, I mean, Bobby hints at it several times. I feel like it's pretty obvious. It's not. What do you know about Ted, Allie? Uh, that he has blank outs, that he's a very good reader, that he has very minimal possessions, that he seems to be running from someone. Okay. He's probably from somewhere akin to Roland's world. But that, I'm just postulating because we're reading this during the Dark Tower. <laughs> no, you're right, you're right. <laughs> I mean, I, I, that's not an easy answer. Say he, he, he could, he isn't, he isn't. So, um, so yeah, we, the, so Amber, we don't really know much about him at this point. So, yeah, I, I gathered. <laughs> leave, it, leave it alone. It's hard. I said we got to tread carefully. Ted's, Ted's is someone that I really like. And, well, uh, Ted looks at Bobby a lot. In a thoughtful, speculative way, is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> yeah. He does. And by the way, wait, is this in this? Oh yeah, because I didn't read the second half. <clears throat> okay, so first of all, how come all Stephen King's characters need to gamble to make money? There's got to be better ways to do this. Who else gambles? <clears throat> Fucking Ted's laying down uh, bets, or he's about to. Who else? Um, Jake. Who? Epping. Jake. Eleven twenty two sixty three. Oh, um, I don't even remember what he does to make money when he's. That's on the World Series. He has that book with all the sports. Okay, but that's that's a time traveling situation. That's way different. Of course, that's what you're gonna do. Well, I know that's not a. How about you play the stock market? 
do some day trading. You don't have to be a criminal about it. But that's um, what all if his you're do. going back in time, you have knowledge from the future. I'm really pretty sure that's the most guaranteed way to make money. Yeah, how'd that work out for him? Well, there were things that <laughs> he did not. There's got to be. My point is, you gotta have. There's got to be other ways to do it than gambling and and taking those kinds of risks. We kind yeah, of uh, and get assaulted. I think for stocks, you have to have some sort of like account. <laughs> And with gambling, you don't. That's probably true. So in the 60s, I guess Ted would be mostly a cash-only kind of guy. There wouldn't be, like, credit cards and shit. Or there might be, but he wouldn't be using them if they existed. I feel like gambling is also the easiest. I I, I also don't... I feel like this is two examples. Like, I don't think it's that often, but... um, (laughs) It's the easiest way besides drugs. So, like... Well, there's a third example, and it's fairy tale. So, okay. Um, oh, of gambling. Oh. Of, of involving the criminal element to to uh, get funds because you don't know how else to do it. Yeah. Like I said, there's a pot of gold, and he doesn't know how to make use of it. So we go to the shady people. Who just got murdered and his house just got ransacked. So that didn't work out this time either. You need a mafia for a pot of gold. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know what that, I, I don't even know what that would be worth. The twelve year old kid keeps running his hands through it because he likes how it feels. Anyway, different story. It would be dirty <clears throat> and heavy. <laughs> it it would yeah, gold's really heavy, right? Yeah. Gold would not be light. <laughs> Unless you were just yeah. carrying around like a handful of coins or something, but even then, eh. yeah, it's always heavy in my pocket. And that you know, all the times I carry gold around. <laughs> well, I'm I just like... thinking, like, you know, like a change purse or something like that adds up quick. <laughs> a couple sack of Jewia coins, and next thing you know, your pants are falling down. Um, those things are heavy. Not that I haven't seen them. They still make them. I haven't seen them. I used to get them all. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? The dollar coins? Yeah, they got second Julia on them. Yes, the the people who work at the bank are used to working. Oh, oh, that's true. I guess. (laughs) Well, nobody was saying a word. I felt like I was out on a limb there for a minute. Oh, I was also thinking, are those gold? I don't know. Probably not. Yeah, I was say, it can't be real gold or it would be worth more than a dollar. (laughs) Yeah, I knew that when I said it. They probably weren't all. (laughs) <laughs> I just plated or sprayed or something. But like, isn't nickel like mostly lead with like a little spray paint of nickel on the outside? I don't know. <laughs> well, you work at a bank or used to? You do? I don't know. I don't. <laughs> I feel like some people at the branch might know that, but you're talking to the wrong people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um. Yeah, geez, I've been reading too much fairy tale. I forgot I was Bobby. I, th- I forgot this was Bobby. I thought this was the other twelve-year-old in the new book that I was reading about. <clears throat> I, gotta get, I gotta get back in the dark tower. Okay, so uh, Bobby now starts hanging out with Ted, but Ted. Um, is it weird that Ted's paying him to read a newspaper? I don't know. I think I think if I was. What did you say? Is it weird that Ted's paying him to read the newspaper to him? Well, that 
Oh, well, actually, we just talked about this, right? <laughs> he's not really paying him to read the newspaper, though. His, he's paying him to do all the other surveillance-type things. Right. Which he's not reporting on at all, because now he doesn't want Ted to go anywhere, because he thinks he's going <laughs> to Yeah. Yeah. One job you have, you're actually not doing at all. <laughs> well, no, he is. He's just not telling him. Right. He's observing everything. <laughs> Yeah, maybe he didn't. Maybe he wasn't clear enough. Observe and report back to me when you. <laughs> um, I got in trouble in third grade for that because they kept calling me. My <clears throat> sibling was getting in trouble, and I was in fourth grade, and he was in first grade, and I was getting called down to the office, and I got in trouble because they kept telling me what he was doing, and I was like, "Okay, thanks," and I never told my parents or anything, and apparently I was supposed to be telling my parents, and I'm like, "Well." That I is was like fucking yeah. ten. Why are you putting that on me? Yeah. Um. Damn it! I forgot what my point was for saying that. But um, where uh, yeah, my lost cat moved off. <laughs> I don't remember what we were talking about. Mm, yeah. Ted observing but not reporting. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh, from Bobby's mom's perspective, I'm like, I'm like okay, what are you really doing? Because it, it seems <clears throat> first. No, Amber just left. Ooh. Things are spotty down there, and uh, uh, damn it, buckets. Mm. Oh, I thought she was still up with you. Hello. Hello. Oh no, she didn't make it up. Oh. You're back. Yeah, I got a phone call for someone. Uh, oh, did that kick you off? Yeah, apparently. <laughs> now you know. Well, I didn't even um, so if I get a phone call, I'm just going to get kicked off. I don't get kicked off, but the notifications always show up in the podcast, so I have to, like, me do not disturb my phone. <laughs> You're like, what are we talking about? I'm like, doo-doo-doo. Oh, crap. Oh, I think I've heard that before. I've definitely heard a "You've got mail," and I was like, "Who the fuck still has AOL?" <laughs> That's my uh, Yahoo account. <laughs> you can still uh, use that. So, uh, I, I know two family members that actually have at AOL domains. That I didn't know you could even do that. So, <laughs> um, I think they just had they just had them so long now they don't want to get rid of them. Come on, upgrade to the 90s at least. Uh, a 60 year old man with only two keys in his pocket. That was weird. I disagree. Yeah. I, I agree. I don't, I don't even think a, an 11 year old would notice something like that either. Well, I mean, Bobby's kind of a latchkey kid, I think, right? So maybe he would notice that because mom's like never there and I feel like he's letting himself in a lot of the time. I mean,. Uh, but, but I, 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 I don't know. It's just a it's a very adult conclusion to be like, you don't have more keys. You must not, you know, you, this is weird. And it's like maybe not. <laughs> he doesn't drive, so why would he? Have more keys? Yeah, maybe like one key is his storage shed, and that's where all his other stuff is, <laughs> including his keys. He's <laughs> got a he's got a room key and a shed key, and that's all he needs. <laughs> well, so like, why do you need more keys? Right. I don't have any keys. <laughs> well, if he, 
I can picture in the sixties, like, you know, I don't know. I'm picturing like the maintenance man with the big giant key and there's like eighty five keys key ring with eighty five keys on it. That's a maintenance man for a big building. This is a house. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm picturing. I'm not saying it's right, but you know, I, I especially like I can't... if those were if things were better back then or whatever, people weren't even locking their doors as much. You would need fewer keys. <laughs> yep. That's my mission. No keys and no cords. <laughs> I'm failing miserably. I'm doing all right on the keys, actually. I think I have one key for a padlock and one for my car. Which I can start without the key, but I can't actually go anywhere until I put the key in. So, I'm down to two keys. So, I'm a lot like Ted. Yeah. You um, <laughs> he says, I'd like to write a story like this. Says, I wonder if I ever could. Yeah, yeah, I wonder. <laughs> um, I think you're doing it right now as you're wondering if you ever could. <laughs> Um, I feel like he forgets that he's writing a story. <laughs> or it's like, yeah. hey, you know, this isn't just your, like, thoughts, right? <laughs> right, yeah, right. You know other people are going to read this, too. <laughs> but, it, but I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, he just kind of goes where it takes him. He doesn't know where he's going. That's why I, I love I mean, it. I, obviously, I love him for it. Like, it is, it, it makes the reading so much more enjoyable. Yeah. But you can definitely, the more that we read and analyze these stories, the more, like, you know, similarities I'm definitely picking up where it's like, you can, he does not hide who he is. If you read these stories, you will figure out Stephen King. <laughs> yes. There's a lot of, I mean, that's what he always says, right? What you know, right? Yeah. So, there's a lot of his life experiences, especially in this, this bot. I think, that, I don't know. That's why a lot of his protagonists are 12 years old because he relates to being that age and like all the, I guess you'd say emotional turmoil turmoil he was feeling at the time. I really wonder, like, because from what he's talked about, the traumatic experiences that he's been through all seem to happen when he was younger, not necessarily when he was like, well, maybe the train. No, I thought he was like six when the train happened. Um, uh, his friend i mean so my question is like what happened when he was 11 or 12 years old because clearly it was an important time for him <laughs> yeah i was about to say is that when his dad ran off but he was never there so that wouldn't he said be he, his dad ran off when he was like two yeah so yeah so what happened like right before puberty or right when puberty started and i know he saw didn't he see his friend die or he saw his, something when he was like six years old at the train thing i'm not sure i don't I'm pretty sure to look it up um but that's my thing they were maybe it just took that long to affect him <laughs> maybe I mean, maybe that's when he started like confronting it and, you know we all know that he dealt with super bullies in his little rural main uh, schoolhouse well that's true so maybe like they were calling him names because his dad ran off so he was forced to confront you know how he felt about it at that age you know what that is a really good point i feel yeah because they're they're all his his redemption story it's like all right well look at this kid who is the hero and can do everything and beat everyone and fuck you all <laughs> talisman i think because that's a lot it's a whole story about him a 12 year old boy on a mission to save his mother and it's it's like bobby on 
steroids like the the that's very autobiographical i think as well so hmm. uh, and i think they are in fact i know they're making that into a movie or a tv show maybe this year it's coming out you said the talisman yeah yeah that's the one being done by the guys who did stranger things right uh is, is that the talisman or the boogeyman i don't remember i think that's the talisman okay then uh yeah totally we gotta go see that that's coming out this year i don't have an exact timeline on that but it's hey google Uh when does the talisman movie come out yeah that's not the same movie it looks like ghoulies or something oh it's a netflix Ah. series oh well, is it? Never mind. That was as of last year. So I think there's been updates, but that would make sense if it's a Stranger Things guys. Then they pretty much own Netflix at this point. <laughs> um. Yeah, I have a notes like every five pages. What the hell is Mom doing? What is Mom up to? What's going on with Mom? Um. I mean, I don't think that is as important as just, like, that fact that she is clearly, whatever the situation is, she's not going to make anything easier. Yeah. No, and she's, I don't know what the right word is, clearly traumatized but what, by what, at least emotionally, by uh, whatever she's up to. Right. Well, she's, ex- yeah, I mean, she's obviously closed off. Like, Bobby, it just, like, broke my heart when he was sitting there and he's like, the sadness came again because I just want her to love me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that can break my heart to read. I mean, like I said, I think a lot of this may be uh, a little closer to home than we want to, for him. I mean, especially uh, if his mom, because his mom was a single mom and had more than one kid working all the time. That's what I mean. I think a lot, there's a lot of parallels there. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, we definitely have to read the Talisman. Talisman's one of them ones, like, have you read Dr. Sleep? Like, there's a sequel to it, but it's when he's an adult, not, like, a sequel yeah, right away kind of thing. So I don't, I don't know how I feel about those sequels. Wait, the Talisman is a sequel? No, that's the first one. Black House is the sequel. Oh, oh, oh. Um, and he wrote that, like, 20 years later. With Peter Straub, who I know of his existence because of Stephen King, and he also now has one of my favorite books called Shadowland. We should do it at some point. But, um, uh, but yeah, all this Bobby stuff is reminding me of that. That's why it keeps coming up. So, All right. That is the end of episode 60. Join us next time where we continue our discussion on low men in yellow coats from Hearts in Atlantis. End of the podcast. Everybody say bye. 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 Bye.